Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company, to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road, to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life, because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a project for Gorecom in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out big important news. Small production note for everyone who's been watching these videos at home. We really appreciate it. We love the fact that you take the time, but we're also aware of the fact that you don't always have time to sit and watch a video. So all of our videos are now available by podcast. You can catch them on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Hey, you may not always want to look at the face of me and Peter on a regular basis, but we look, we sure sound great over, over podcasting. Put us in your car when you're in traffic. Uh, listen to us when you're waiting for an appointment or you're sitting at your in-laws and you're bored stiff and you just don't want to give away the fact that you're not listening to them. Uh, our guest today, ecstatic to have him back, Peter Pascali. You know who he is, President CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, trades on the Venture Exchange and the stock symbol PYR on the QB for our friends in the U.S., PYRNF, and for our friends uh, in Europe on Frankfurt under 8PY. Usually I go into, uh, you know, a great summary of everything. I don't have to do that. I'm going to make it really short. For those of you who are new, because a lot of you are discovering the company on LinkedIn, uh, Pyro is a multiple TSX Venture 50 company. They're the world leader in pl advanced plasma processes. Don't worry about that. We'll get to it. The bottom line is that technology is a foundation for lines, global multiple applications with the biggest companies organizations for example u.s aircraft carriers with the department of defense uh titanium powders for advanced 3d printing with the biggest 3d printing companies in europe and as of late uh their dross right technology with some of the biggest steel mills in the middle east what is the company announcing they put out their q3 numbers revenues 2.1 mil current backlog 29.5 million dollars up almost 500 percent Peter, welcome back. Congratulations. Good to be here, George. Good to be here. You know, last time we spoke, I said, this might be the last time we speak, uh, you know, because I don't know if you're going to have any more great news. You've had a great 2019, and you hit us with this. Yeah. How do you, before we break down some of the numbers, how are you guys feeling over there? How do you feel with this? Uh, we're, we're on top of the world, George. I mean, we've gone from uh, quarter over quarter, uh, almost 500% in, in backlog. And that's where you have to begin, right? Before you get the revenues, you got to have backlog. Yeah, uh, and we're going to add to it as well. We mentioned about the U.S. Navy, 13 million coming down the pipeline very shortly. So we're very excited. Uh, the next couple of years look like they're going to be phenomenal years for revenue and profit. What can we say? We're right there. Let's talk about that backlog number for the newbies who are going to be watching. You know, for the first time or listening in, you've got almost 30 million dollars in backlog, and we won't talk about the military yet. I want to add that on. Where is that backlog coming from? And how, why do you categorize as, as backlog in terms of you're really, you're really confident that that business is going to come in? Well, it's not, it's not about the uh, confidence. It's a signed contract. It's a, all our backlog are signed contracts as opposed to something that we might refer to as a pipeline, which is in the process and negotiations right. finishing up. So uh, backlog is signed contracts. We're actually uh, doing uh, most of it. We're doing not most of it. 
uh, around $6 million is from the previous quarter, which we're actually uh, you know, doing work on. The current one, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the payments were supposed to be expected uh, shortly, and then we'll start working on that. It's, um, it's got to do with our mining and metallurgical uh, segment, and it's draws right in particular. And, and uh, let's call it $30 million just to make it easy. It's 29 and a half, but yeah. you know, that's, that's a massive backlog. I thought when you had a $6 million backlog last quarter, I thought that was impressive. I thought that was a really great number. You know, did you, you know, did you? It's, it's impressive, George, because the $6 million was basically equal to uh, what we were, uh, what we posted for as uh, last year's revenues. Right. Last year's revenue. So it's pretty, pretty cool to have that in your backlog. Uh, this is, uh, is, is four or five times uh, last year's revenues. Uh, no more, so almost six times last year's revenue, yeah. most of which will run through our balance sheet over the next 12, 13, 14 months. Now, here's the amazing part about all that. This doesn't include, and you've announced this and spoken about it multiple times, this does include a $13.5 million contract from the U.S. Navy. And you've already got your technology on two aircraft carriers. For those of you who don't know, yeah. you're expecting a couple more. So when you add on this $13.5 million, it takes over $40 million. Did you ever think at the beginning of this 2019 that you'd be ending with a backlog pretty much of $40 million? Absolutely not. Not, not this time last year. Absolutely not. In fact, uh, the deal that we just uh, signed, the one that increased our backlog to $29.5 million uh, from about $6 million was uh, we only announced it in April of this year as right. a potential contract uh that was going to be signed and then we signed it and uh, we uh in less than nine months so it's, it's, it was quite rapid uh, there was a lot of discussion in the background but and, and over, over over a long time over, over over in excess of a year but we did we weren't we weren't comfortable enough to talk about it until april of this year and uh and, and very excited you're right george it, this time last year absolutely not we didn't think we'd, we'd touch him 40 million dollars and and let's talk about the u.s contract the military contract because you've talked about that for a while and kudos to you you actually brought it up when you're notified by the military that looks like it was going to come in it hadn't been signed yet but you wanted your shareholders to know that it was coming close you didn't want anyone to unfairly you know or uh you know sell right. their stock not knowing it now what you say in this press release if i could read it because now it seems like it's come closer maybe you can give us some context the company recently completed the last formal steps before final procurement. Not yeah. that we need to know what the last formal steps are, but you've been through this process before. So, you know, how close are you now? Because you've already gone through it once. Now that you've gone this, through these last formal steps before final procurement, how, how far away do you think you might be? And we're not going to hold you to it. But All right. So, George, just to give those who are new to the story a little bit of perspective, we have our technology in the, um, in the design of the aircraft carrier. Uh, this class of aircraft carrier. We've already delivered uh, two systems. And when uh, the government, the United States government uh, announced and got the funding for an additional two systems, a double order, we were pretty confident that we were going to get this piece of it. Um, because as I said, we're in the design. Yeah. And the design doesn't change until, you know, you don't know, maybe five, 10, 12 air, air, aircraft carriers are built. Uh, having said that, uh, in the past, we were part of the first bits of equipment that were ordered, the long lead items. Right. And they advised us that, you know, we're, we're, we, we put in our, 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 um, our bid uh, and we thought that we were 
part of the long lead items. Now, as I mentioned before, uh, under Trump, under President Trump, they managed their cash a lot closer. So what they did was they broke up the long lead items into the ones that were long, long, long lead. And then, and, and we've come up in the queue recently. And uh, I can share with you uh, what some of the final steps are. They look at all the costing and they test it. They have certain questions about how we came up with you know, certain costs. And we provide them with that information. That's all done. That's finished now. And it has to go now through the signatory, pro signatory process, which under normal circumstances would be quite fast. But because we're in the, um, in the uh, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas timeframe, things right. typically slow down. So what, I'm not going to use the word imminent anymore <laughs> or shortly, but it, we've passed that next, that next uh, hurdle. And we're part of the, uh, the uh, procurement, the next, the next batch of procurement. Um, so uh, I would be very surprised if it wasn't in Q1, uh, before Q, the end of Q1. I'd be very surprised. That, that alone is a company maker because it's $13.5 million, dollars, it's two and a half times last year's. That alone is a company maker because that alone is worth two and a half times your revenue for entire 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, but that one extends over, I can't recall right now, the top of my head, something like uh, 12 to 18 months. It's not a, it's, so it's, it's spread up over more than a year. But a, lot, a, lot, a large part of the work is done in the first year, obviously. Uh, so it's very exciting. It's very exciting. We have the team together to do it. We've got the infrastructure. We've got the facilities. Uh, now we're going to put all these assets to work. And I'm glad you kind of explained it for new investors because you know who's not necessarily an investor. I don't want to say that, but who's watching you is none other than Brady Fletcher. He's a managing director uh, and the head of the TSX Venture Exchange. When we put up a story on, on LinkedIn, it was more than just a link to your press release. We actually put up a story, gave context, and his words were, uh, thanks for helping me bring visibility to companies growing on the venture. We need to highlight results like this. Yeah. You know, well, clearly, people are starting to identify that you know, these results need to be highlighted. These are the kind of things we need to celebrate and, and actually brag about and yell about from the rooftops. Yeah, I, I saw that comment by, by and I was, very, I was very taken by it. I was very happy that he, he took the time out to comment on that particular uh, segment you had. Yeah, so you're know, clearly doing great things. Now, let's talk about going forward. There's a quote that you made, and I'm going to read, so pardon my read, but it's very interesting. You said that this now signals the beginning of the long-awaited breakout. Uh, we've been anticipating this since we embarked on a strategy, you're saying, back in 2017, 2018, that was two-pronged. One was to develop new business lines yeah. and partnerships with multi-billion dollar corporations. You know, who doesn't want that? Uh, but you're actually making it happen, which is unbelievable. Who wouldn't have that in their mission statement? You're hitting that. And the second part of that strategy was uh, focus on recurring revenue streams in all business lines. So when you're saying this is the beginning of a long-awaited breakout, do you, do you think that these contracts with the steel mills in the Middle East, with the U.S. Navy, the side, you know, the Swedish, you know, the torch deal they did earlier this year, is are you now at the point where the whole world just knows about power genesis, your capabilities, and, you know, this should start the dominoes rolling? Well, it does bring a, a certain level of credibility to the company. It brings stability over the next foreseeable future. When you start taking $30 million of, um, of revenues, and just like it comes over the next four quarters, uh, let just assume even distributed, you're talking about, you know, somewhere between six and $7 million a quarter in revenues when you're doing that in your previous years, full year. So it does give you a certain level of, uh, of, of, of confidence and stability 
from where you can now plan a bit better how you're going to move forward. Um, it gives you a little extra spending money to allocate uh, uh, to, to, to efficiently to, to, to increasing your revenues. We've done this on, uh, on, 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 shoestring. on, on basically like every small company that's starting, you, you manage your every nickel and we'll continue doing that. But now we're going to be able to actually start doing things that even, even doing what we're doing well, even better. So that's what it does, George. It gives you credibility. It gives you some stability. It gives you time to a little bit more time to think and focus on where you're going to go with the company. Another amazing thing. I don't know how many people picked up on this press release, but I was kind of aghast when I read it. You said the company will now also focus on, will now also focus on accelerating paying projects, which are delayed because we basically diverted assets to complete these. So you've got a bunch of, you know, paying projects that are ready to go there in the pipeline that, for example, HPQ, I know you got a number of them. Let's talk about HPQ Silicon and right. you know, so, what so you've had to delay and where you think that might go. So George, um, I, it wasn't the first time I mentioned it uh, in, in the MDNA and uh, maybe the Outlook, I can't remember what section's press releases. I, in explaining um, why we're having some losses because in order to attract multi-billion dollar companies, in order to get these bit large contracts to, uh, to completion, uh, you're not getting paid. You know, you're not yeah, getting you're paid. You're putting all that time in on your own nickel, obviously. So you have certain people in the company and you have to uh, produce things, powders. You have to, you have to get, give them uh, certain elements that, that give them confidence to move forward with you either as a partner uh, or as a in a contract. So what I was saying many times before is that we had to take people off paying projects and allocate them to non-paying efforts. And, and we're doing quite a few of the non-paying efforts as we're developing these relationships, these contracts. And now, as you said, we're going to be able to refocus. So on HPQ, we'll be able to accelerate that effort um, uh, because be before we just didn't take the opportunity to accelerate. In fact, we slowed it down a bit at times uh, when we had to. But HPQ is a good example of accelerating, catching up on schedule, and getting a lot more things done with HPQ because with HPQ, um, as you can notice in, in some of his, the press releases, there's a lot of things that we can do beyond what we've uh, what we've boxed in earlier on. So it's it, HPQ is, I think, going to take off. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, it, it, as, as a result of what we're doing, they're going to take off as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know, given the fact you're already globally commercializing uh, three or four different lines now, which is unbelievable. I've never seen it before. Not in a small cap, that's for sure. Uh, look at board, seeing what you're going to be able to do now that you can focus on these accelerating pain projects. And I'm glad you brought up how I'm glad you brought up what you said about the losses that sometimes, you know, you have losses. That's because you're, you're not working on any income while you're auditioning for these big partnerships. But it sounds like, Hey, we put some of our singles and doubles aside for a bit and we swung for the fences. And that's why, you know, your loss for the quarter was just under a million dollars. But Peter, is it fair to say that you're willing to take, you know, a $950,000 loss all day long when you can win the kind of business that you're, that you're winning at the end of the day? Most certainly. We're not going to win them all, Georgia. We haven't over the past years won them all, but most certainly. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. No if I'm reading between the lines, and I'm going to read between the lines here, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you can say yes or no, but are you working on other home runs, out there that you know, you still haven't found out anything about, and are are, are there is there one or more in the weeds that could still 
be coming out. And if you can't answer because of NDAs and all that, don't. But I got to ask because that's the implication, right? That uh, You're wondering whether I could say yes or no? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Look, I'll, I'll leave it. Look, look, at the, look at the characters in the company and look at what we've done in the past. I don't think you could, uh, I don't think it would be safe to assume that this is all we're doing. Um, there's the Swedish deal, the, the, the Swedish uh, torch deal that's gone very well for us this year. Uh, that could expand into something big. Not, not, not that, and I'm not insinuating there is anything there. Just an example. Uh, there's, um, there's other things that we could do within Drossright. There's, um, there's, obvious, uh, anyways, there's other things we could do in Drossright. We weren't just going after this particular uh, transaction. Uh, there's a lot well, I'll ask you on that note. You you do you had that MOU sign with that Japanese trading house, potentially you know to toll draws your draws right systems. Uh, are you able to talk about? Is that still in play? Is that something that's well, still very much in play? Both okay. parties are very interested. We're wow. moving forward, uh, but there's not much more I can say about that. Uh, <laughs> that's Forrest there. Gump right there. That's but, all I'm going to say about that. If any, if there's any change in relationships or if there's any change in relationships or there's any change in the, in the status of a contract, let's say going south or something, we have to come out and press release that yep, right. Sure, sure. That's something that, and so and given that we haven't done it, I think you can infer correctly that everything seems to be going well. Man, okay. That's, now, you, now you're starting to blow me away. Let's talk about this for a second from the corporate side. So that's the business. Yep. Everything in the business is going great. Corporate side, early this year, you talked about a real interest uh, with the board of directors to start to start creating shareholder value by spinning off pieces because you rightfully, I, I, I agree with you, yeah. the dross right and 3D printing and you know all, the, all these different lines are probably not getting the valuation they should because they're kind of jumbled together. Their foundation is plasma torch, you know, your torch technology, but you know, they're very, very different lines of business. So what does this do? Because you mentioned the press release, you're well positioned to embark on this now. So are you almost ready? Do you need, you know, the military contract to be signed and deposits received from this, from this, you know, from this last dross right agreement that yet, and then you're off to the races, you know, you're going to announce a plan to actually okay. spin out and up list. So I think I, maybe I alluded to this, uh, maybe I wasn't specific enough in, in some of my, um, in some of the writings in the MDAs and in the press releases, but effectively uh, spin outs or, um, or uplistings. Uh, really depend on your market cap and your stock price as being two benchmarks, which will determine the options, the doors that are open to you. Now, we developed, we, we articulated a strategy to do what I, to, to, let's say, uplist. And with this contract coming on, which we just signed, it became a very imminent and it's, I think, a game changer for us. It's a game changer for the company. It wouldn't be prudent to move forward with accounts, lawyers, fill up all the, all the paperwork and develop a, a strategy based on what your stock price and market cap was until the news of our success has filtered into the market and, and, and changed that. I don't know if I'm being clear. Yeah. Uh, so let's just say if as a result of this contract and the Navy contract, the stock price would move, it would put us at a different market cap and would give us different options and different doors would open or close depending. And any work we had done to, to uplist would have been wasted because now you have a different strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So you, if, if you're going to go for, if you're going to go forward, go with your best foot forward rather yeah. than halfway. And then, Oh, by the way, we have something nice to add on top of the cake. 
You might what's, just go through best foot forward and wait a couple months. That's right. What's, what's oftentimes, I think, in small cap, they, they get married to a strategy or because they've articulated it. Great. And suddenly they say, oh, no, we've articulated it, so we have to go through with it and, and disregard everything else. Um, that's, that's wrong. Uh, it's, it's like a chess game. As the pieces play out differently, your strategy changes differently. You'll move forward faster on some things, pull back on others. And that's just the way it should be done. So, yes, we articulated a strategy. It's a good strategy. We're still going to do it. But we're going to wait and see what the impact of these game changes. When you change your, your backlog from 6 million to 30 million in a quarter, and maybe the next quarter is going to go over 40 million, you're going to pause and wait and see what it does to your market cap and your stock price to see what you really have to do to affect that strategy of uplisting or spin-offs. And, and remember, or at least, you know, my thinking is when you start getting the deposit, when you, when you get the deposits, that backlog is actually going to, I'm assuming going to be start recognized on the, on the revenue side. Well, of course. So your revenue starts to jack up, even though your backlog comes down. But I think that's the one that everyone really waits for where it's, 100% signed, sealed, and delivered. Not that I'm assuming you have any concerns, but uh, you know, the, the check is in the mail is, is, a, famous, is a famous thing yeah, all of course. founders like us work by. So you wait until it's in and then you pop the champagne. And, and notwithstanding how credible the end users are and how big they are in the marketplace, uh, it's not done until, okay, you got, the, you got the, the contract, but wait till the money's in the door. Once the money's in the door, then the then it's 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 more real, and right. and yes, and then people will say, okay, let's take the forty million dollars, or let's say the thirty million dollars, project it out over several quarters, and you get a quarter to under your belt, and people will see what it means to the company, and then you start it starts having its effect, and, and right. we're willing to wait. I mean, of course, we have no other choice. I mean, we're not really we're gonna we're just doing what we do, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Yeah, and I, and knowing how you know uh, uplistings work and having worked with investment bankers in the U.S. and so on and so forth, you know they they take a whole lot more seriously when you start reporting quarterly revenues of five, six, seven million dollars. So hey, yeah. if you, you got to wait till the the check gets you know from the mail into into the bank account, then that's what you do. And who are any of us, Peter? Because I know once in a while you hear rumblings of people saying, "Oh, we don't have that in. What's going on?" But you know, at the end of the day. 99% of us are saying, who are any of us to doubt, you know, the thinking, the critical thinking, the strategy that you and your board and your team have, have, have that, that have created up to, up to now? Well, I, look, we're, you can't please everybody 100% of the time, George, and we're aiming to try and do that. We'll always change and try and prove our communications and things like this. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. We've increased our backlog, signed contracts, credible people. Um, there has been in the past where we signed the contract but we didn't announce it until the money was in because we still had some doubts about the credibility of the end user. I mean, sure. of the fund. So, right. yeah. so we also take, you know, temper the backlog. We'll, we'll only put in signed contracts, but we sometimes won't put in all the signed contracts because we want to wait for the money to come in. Yeah. And that's, that's prudent. And uh, that's not, that's not common in the small cap world where people are very anxious to just, throw numbers through a press release and worry about reper, you know, pray and worry about repercussions later. Peter, normally at this part of an interview for almost all my clients, cause we're into December, I sign off with a, Hey, you know, what can we expect in 2020? But I don't even think I'm going to ask you that. Cause I, I think we know already what we can expect in terms of the backlog. And you're not going to tell us much more in terms of other potential backlog items that are lurking out there. So all I'm going to say is 
congratulations a hundred times over to you and your team. And um, thanks a lot. And there's still another 20 days or so left in December, my friend. <laughs> and for most people, they'd be packing in, but for you, right. With what, 27 days left in December. Uh, still yeah. a lot. Thing. I, if I have you back on two more times before December 31st, I won't be surprised. It could be real. <laughs> thanks for joining us, Peter. Thanks a well, lot, thanks man. Really us. appreciate thanks it. And as a shareholder myself, thanks a lot for what you're doing for, uh, for all of us. You've been watching Peter Pascali, President and CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol PYR, uh, on, the, on the OTCQB under PYRNF, and on Frankfurt under 8PY. You've watched what Peter had to say, and for those of you who are tuning in by podcast, you've listened to what he had to say. Uh, it's up to you now for all the newbies out there, for the new eyes and eyeballs, to continue to your due diligence. Get to Agoracom. That's a great central place where we've centralized all the information. It's also where you'll find Peter in a CEO verified form like Twitter with that check mark. You can ask your questions. Peter and or his team will be answering them. That kind of access is unprecedented. And then finally, make sure you link over to the Pyrogenesis website. That's where you get all the real nitty gritty details about all the lines, everything they're doing. That'll complete your due diligence and hopefully uh, it's going to satisfy you and you're going to join us in 2020. Thanks for joining us everyone. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.